Okay, now I can breathe. Here we are, guys. I'm so sorry. This is the third time we try. So we jump jump directly with our personal account. I send the link to the Magic Man. But this is NFT Happy Hour. Okay, if you don't follow the account, I'm going to pin here the link uh, to the space we're supposed to have over there. Uh, Even though... We keep dragging, we are stubborn, and we keep going because this is a really interesting topic that we need to discuss. It's being like different, uh, different spaces actually talking about multi-chain being the present, not the future. And we're really happy to have with us the Magic Man representing Polygon. We have as well Wolfman. And obviously, Joe. Joe, I'm going to give you the mic while I'm sharing the space so you can give a little introduction about NFT Happy Hour. Sure. So welcome, everybody. Thanks for putting up with the with the rugging, the mass rugging that we had today three times, I guess, but that's okay. NFT Happy Hour is focused on all things NFT. doesn't really matter the chain. We like Stargaze, but we also like other chains. Also, we have Matic Man here. I'm trying to get um, Goodfellas as well. They are from Solana, and they also have an ordinal collection. And uh, yeah, just want to have a casual, you know, no format space where we could discuss anything interesting related to NFTs. It looks like the space is working perfectly now, which is great. So um, yeah, if you could share this out, I have a bunch of whitelists for a free mint that I can give to hopefully people from um, Polygon or from Solana who have never minted an NFT on Stargaze. Stargaze is a um, NFT specific blockchain. They only have an NFT marketplace and a couple of side apps that help with the marketplace. And um, so, one, an active community member who um, actually works for Cryptocito, he does the content for Cryptocito, the written content. It's Lethang. He's doing this free mint just to like pick up spirits, get some good vibes going. So, I'm going to give out a bunch of those whitelists. He said give out five, but I know I have 10. So, um, I'll give out minimum five. And then I've got a whitelist for Pixel Wizards, um, the witches, Pixel Witches. Pixel Wizards is one of the top, probably top five projects that's ever minted on Stargaze. So they are super successful. Great. Um, great founder who's going to be on next week to discuss that, but I can give out the whitelist today. So yeah. Um, uh, welcome, uh, Matic Man. Welcome and uh, good fellas. Good to have you up here as well. Happy that it's finally working, but we tend to have technical difficulties at least like 70% of the time with Twitter. Hey, Joe, they say the third time is the charm. So the third time worked. I'm glad that the space is live. Looking forward to the conversation. Third time is a charm is not good for Maria because she's only the second co-host that we've had. So 
and well, at least it worked this time. The other's saying, what, three strikes and you're out? So at least That's this true. third time it worked. It worked. No, this is this is cool. Yeah. So for people that for people that are new joining for the first time, um, uh, Marie and I, um, you know, we just focused on NFTs. She's an artist. She was featured at NFT NYC and other conferences all around. I'm a collector. I don't make NFTs and I certainly don't uh, do art online. So um, we have the two different perspectives. Um, yeah. And I know I know Goodfellas um, as someone who was part of a rug pull that that I got taken out in and uh now the the project was taken back by him from the original founders and he's going to tell us all about that today i think it's an awesome story for for recovered rug pulls so welcome thanks man is this microphone working it's working oh yeah you sound good fabulous what should i call you uh my name is jason i'm not here hiding so first just call me jason Perfect. Yeah. So I, I met Jason um, in the discord of the rugged project. I checked back after like six months just to see if anything was happening because I thought the art was awesome on the project. I, I actually bought like one of the more expensive rare ones off the secondary market. The, you know, the founders, long story short, they, they had a, I think it was like a failed second mint on Ethereum and they just kind of took off. So they stuck everyone with their NFTs, but the project has been reclaimed. That collection was taken down off Magic Eden, and there's going to be a new one with similar community, or at least some people from the community. So this, it's going to be a good story. You guys will. There's hope for all rug pulls, I guess. Is what I'm trying to say. There is indeed, my friend. There is indeed. Yes, and actually, something that we've been seeing as well in the Polygon community, like different, let's say, like roof projects being rescued from other people, which I think is amazing. I'm going to take this opportunity to say hi because I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces in the audience. Gains, Budo, the Cosmos Coffee House Actions, Mayor, Billionaire Foxes, ONFT, Raul, Snail. Um, wow, we have a lot. Corey, how are you doing? Representing Crypto Crew, Gazers, and Boosty Tiger. So with that being said, guys, remember, please retweet and share the space. Give it a like. Give Send us emojis. That's why we have them, right? Because apparently that helps the algorithms and, you know, we will get more visibility. Before we jump into the topic of today, I would really love you guys that are here in the stage uh, to give the audience a little introduction about yourself, what you're doing, what you're building, where you're coming from. Yeah. Let us know. Joe, you want to start? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's dive right in because we lost some time in the beginning. Um, I guess, um, you know what, let, let me start with, with Jason. If he could just get us up to speed on what's happening with the Goodfellas NFT and maybe while he's talking, I'll drop some links if anyone's interested, but this was a rug project that was recovered, taken back, and now it's going to operate a lot more like a business. And that's like a good angle that I think uh, people should listen to because it's, um, you know, the NFT projects that are going to survive, they're either going to have to keep minting collections constantly or they're going to have to have some kind of business mindset. So, Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, it's kind of a long story. How much detail do you want me to go into here? Maybe just where we're at right now, right? You could say, all right, 
cut and, cut and dry rug pull, maybe a slow rug, but right now, wh where's the project at? Yeah, so what we're doing right now basically is, <clears throat> aside from uh, reclaiming the, the old project, basically all we're keeping from the old project is the artwork. Because as you mentioned before, that artwork was fantastic, is fantastic. People loved it. And I was one of the I was one of the people like you who just fell in love with it. And I wasn't about to watch my, you know, my artwork just die on the vine, so to speak. So basically what we've done is we've gone out into the marketplace and we've we've learned that the artists were never paid. Therefore, uh, they were never compensated. There was never a licensing agreement for the uh, collectibles themselves or the artwork. And a lot of people in the space don't understand that if you don't actually have a legal agreement with the artwork, you don't own the artwork. The artist, you don't own the artwork. And so what we did was we got with the artists. We signed legal um, licensing agreements. So now we own exclusive licensing for both the male and female collection. So it was originally 20,000 pieces. And what we're basically doing is we're filtering out the tire kickers, the wannabes, the floor flippers, the people who want to flip for 50 cents and, you know, maybe buy a Coke at Walmart or something like that. And we're basically coming up with 100 boss, what we're calling boss level ordinals. And so the way in right now is uh, before we meant on 11.1 uh, is if you buy an ordinal or purchase an ordinal, then that grants you 10, 10 cent Solana mints. And it allows you to start rebuilding your collection for a really inexpensive price. And then those, those pieces that you mint, you'll be able to stake and earn our token, which is called AU, which is the chemical symbol for gold. And you'll be able to go back into the mint and purchase new pieces basically for that token for the life of that mint and then all the other mints that we're bringing in. So that's functionally how it's working. And from the 10,000 foot level, Basically, what we're doing is we're creating a forever licensing project. So we're not concerned with minting out in three and a half minutes. We're concerned with having licensable, mintable, quality, high quality artwork that we can get in the hands of quality holders for the life of our project and then use those pieces in multiple arenas, not just Web3, but Web2, licensing deals, T-shirts, merchandise, all the rest of it. Um, and so at the highest level, it's a licensing business. And if you understand film, television or radio um, and you understand how that works, it doesn't get any simpler than that. And from my perspective, what blockchain does best is it creates chain of custody. And for my money, licensing is the business that matches that best use case uh, the most. So what we're going to be doing is not just reminting this collection but we're going to remint it with new traits and new pieces and new orders. We won't be using the old artwork. And then after this is in process, at least once per quarter, the goal is to acquire more and more assets and to be a business that actually acquires more and more licensable assets, which will then have a secondary, which will also then have a community behind it that is interested in the pieces and the artwork that we're acquiring. So highest level licensing business, and continually acquiring assets that we can then use to reward our community and our holders with. I mean, it sounds good. And it sounds like it's great for the artists as well. Maria, I don't know, have you ever had to do any kind of agreements with your partnerships? Or is it kind of just like handshake agreements over the internet? Uh, well, actually, I always make sure that I get paid at least half of the work prior. And then the rest, uh, when I get the rest of the payment, I send the art. So I always try to be safe because, you know, like you never know. 100 things can happen. And 
that's at least my, you know, my rules. Uh, I know that other artists actually do the same. So, curious, Jason, how you're able to work with artists, you know, f from all these different countries, and like how you're going to approach the, um, from a legal standpoint, the um, the agreement itself. You have experience yeah. with that, or you have someone that that's experienced? Yeah, it's interesting. I've been in the the web development space since like 2003. And one of my first clients is a music publishing company. So I got exposed to the licensing business, you know, 20 years ago, basically. And what I'm learning is there's a tremendous education gap in the marketplace between what people think they're purchasing and what is actually true in the marketplace. Just paying an artist and then minting their artwork doesn't grant you a licensure of that particular piece. So the artist has to grant rights to the purchaser, and then the purchaser has to grant rights to the holder. And if that doesn't happen, you own nothing. And in, um, you know, when you're dealing with like uh, what I call the cheapo chains, like the chains that don't cost a lot of gas to get things going like Solana and others, basically what you're, what you're minting is a pointer to a piece of artwork that's sitting on a server somewhere. And so at the end of the day, if you haven't been granted rights to that, you're not going to actually own it. And this is the problem with rugs, because when someone rugs the project, at the end of the day, um, the secondary disappears. And so there's no trading and therefore the community disappears and therefore the artwork basically goes to zero. And because you don't own it, you can't just remint it and put it back in the marketplace. So this is the real challenge. So what we're doing is. Um, wherever the artist is located, like the first two are located in um, like uh, Western Europe, for example, you just basically make sure your agreement stipulates what jurisdiction uh, you're using. So in, in our case, the jurisdiction that we're using is Arizona. So we're making agreements under the jurisdiction of Arizona. And then that will that's the agreement that we're all choosing into. And so those are the rules that we all learn how to play by. But if, for example, an artist wanted to uh, operate under Germany or under the Netherlands, that's fine too. It just does, it doesn't matter so long as we're, we understand that we're all operating under one singular jurisdiction based on that particular agreement. Interesting. No, I mean, these things have to be much better in terms of planning and, and considering the, um, you know, the, the legal ramifications. And I think that's going to be a big challenge for the NFT space because a lot of it is done with, you know, such anonymity. Um, Matic man in Polygon, you guys have um, the the um, the launch pads and the exchanges seem to be one and the same. Do the exchanges have any, to your knowledge, have any way of making sure the artists are protected and also the buyers are protected by situation that Jason described? You know, that's a great question, Joe. I think as the space is, as it has evolved, some of the legal aspects haven't kept pace with it. And I do think we need to do a better job, you know, just in Web3 in general and even on Polygon of making sure that, uh, you know, artists are protected to make sure, you know, at the end of the day, I know this narrative has been pushed a lot in the last month or two, just getting from this idea of we're a project to we're a business. And we do need to, you know, some of the principles business-wise from Web2 do need to be carried over to Web3. and. You know, unfortunately, you do need contracts. You do you do need some legal um, things that take place before you enter these agreements. But yeah, to answer your question, Joe, we need to do a better job with some of what has been discussed already. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair, and um, I definitely would like to see some of these projects 
as they try to operate more like businesses, start to look instead of like a month down the road or look to the next item on the roadmap to look beyond because especially in the United States, I mean, the United States is probably going to have a lot of trouble with NFT marketplaces at some point in terms of restrictions. I don't know about other places in the world. I, I'm from the United States and it's really, I think that if they just attack the marketplaces, it could, it could really take out a lot of the industry, even though it's only one country. You're right. What, you know, what takes place in the U.S. definitely has a lot of repercussions worldwide. And I don't see the U.S. becoming friendlier to Web3 in general, crypto or NFTs, at least in the short run. And by the way, I'm looking at Crypto Slam right now, and it's got Polygon and Solana number three and number four the last 30 days um, in terms of sales in the upwards of like $30 million. That's pretty wild. I mean, it, it's still, uh, I wouldn't say it's a growing space, but the space is getting better, I think. I think less, um, less BS collections are going to get through and mint out as opposed to like two years ago. But I think um, even in the low liquidity environment, maybe it forces creators and forces um, teams to just be better all around, right? Just so they have a better product to offer it. Because we don't know how much longer this is going to last, right? If, if crypto reverses, that doesn't mean that NFTs are going to magically follow that. NFTs have to be better. I'm not talking about Maria's projects. All Maria's projects are great. I'm talking about all the other ones. Yeah, no, you're right, man. I mean, if I could just uh, throw one little caveat at you on that, you know, like sure. um, from the from the legality standpoint, I mean, we, we have to face facts. Like the way things are, it is fucked. Let's just be honest, right? Like the NFT market is a massive failure in terms of value return to the marketplace. So, you know, when I'm talking to someone and they're like, oh, well, so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. And this is not how it's customarily done. You know, my response is good. Because 97% failure rate means you should do something differently. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you're talking about assets and you're talking about building something for the long run, you have to have ownership in order to guarantee any, any form of visibility and future in what it is that you're creating. And I'll just give you an example. Like when we took this idea to Magic Eden and they had listed this old Art of Mob collection, um, which had done something like 70,000 soul in volume on secondary. You know, I had to take them an agreement and say, listen, you're making money on artwork that was stolen and you're making a market and you owe us, you owe, you actually owe us the, the funds, right? And so they look at the agreement and after three or four months of going back and forth, they finally pulled the collection. But if they didn't do that, then I would be in competition with Magic Eden or whomever decides to step up and, you know, leave this collection out in the wild and not really be able to make a, a claim to this artwork for myself. And so I would really challenge everyone to think about, like, in terms of visibility and future, what you own is the only thing that matters uh, in, in terms of taking that to someone and saying, listen, this is my claim to what's happening here. I think it's just been taken for granted that if you buy something on chain and if it sits on an exchange that, hey, you know what, it's mine or it's yours or it was a legal trade, but that's not how it works. And so if you're thinking long term, you really got to start thinking about how, you know, these little things will impact the future of the project that you want to build. Because as you said, regulation is coming. 
I don't know what it's going to look like. No one really knows what it looks like, but it's better to skate to where the puck's going to be, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think um, I think stable coins, NFTs, and any of these centralized platforms like marketplaces are going to be just natural targets, and they need to have everything in order, especially in the United States. And man, it's it's it it, it is interesting to think because you mint an NFT, and one of the utilities of an NFT is that you have a unique token, right? And you supposedly have ownership over it. So to think about it in these terms, it's almost like a wait a minute, did the do I have this NFT? Is it just like, am I just looking at something that's on IPFS and it just happens to be in my wallet? Everyone else can look at it, right? So do I really own it? So th- th- these are interesting terms to think about NFTs. Um, and I've, I'm seeing in the audience, there's at least six other creators, if you, artists, if you want to come up, chime in, feel free, grab the mic. There's no, there's no format. Actually, I want to give some stuff away. I have whitelists. I don't have anything major to give away other than whitelists, but I have some good whitelists. So Actually, Matic Man and Jason, if you see anyone from your own community down there who's never minted um, an NFT on uh, in Cosmos, we have, we have a, a NFT specific blockchain called Stargaze, and there's a nice free mint coming up in the next month or so, and I can get them a whitelist with which guarantees them a mint, and I'll seed the wallets for them. It's only going to be like a penny or something for the gas. Just um, let me know or just have them introduce themselves, either come up or in the comments below and I'll hook you up. I'll let you know how to how to get the wallet set up. It's really easy. I mean, you're just basically putting your your current seed words into a different wallet. It's either phone or browser extension. And um, yeah, the the applications in the wallet the way it should be. So hey, Joe, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jason. Apologize. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just going to say we have two founders who are also part of the Crypto Crew community. Uh, Abraham, founder of Billionaire Fox, is also part of Crypto Crew community. And Corey, founder of AI Bears, he's our community manager. I'm not sure if they have Stargaze NFTs, but I'd love for them to get their hands on some. Yeah, just if you if you guys are listening, just, you know, throw throw a comment down below or come up and I'll make sure that we, uh, we figure it out. But yeah, I'd like to use this free mint to kind of get some people exposure to another another chain, which is, um, I don't know, I've, I've met the founder a couple of times. He lives close to me and he, he, he described his his blockchain as like an, an indie NFT platform. And that's kind of what it, what it is. It's been like the um, like the the cultural center for all of Cosmos, which is having lots of trouble with liquidity and all that. But the, the marketplace is, uh, it's constantly being approved. The NFTs for the most part are fun collections that don't set anyone back more than a couple bucks and then this one will be free. So yeah, just anyone down there, just let me know and I could set you up with what you need and get you on that get you on that whitelist. But yeah, Jason, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say thank you, man. That's super generous. Um my buddy Cause this year, uh that's my partner. So we'll definitely uh hook you up with uh take you up on that offer. And if you want us to spread the word, Perfect. man, feel free. We're always promoting good people, you know that. Yeah, de- no, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. I'll, I'm in your discord, which is actually the new discord for the new project. Um, actually one of the things that attracted me to stick around with the art of mob, which was the rug pull. Now it's the Goodfellas, was the fact that you started off telling me that it was invite only into like the, uh, like the inner circle because you wanted to chase away a lot of the people that are just looking for a quick buck. And, the, and yes, the project's a Solana project, but you, you have it 
as a, as an ordinals project in it like to start can you talk yes. a little bit about that just to we, we do a lot of ordinals talk on our spaces so i think this is going to be interesting for a lot of people that listen yeah man i'm a total bitcoin nerd so i'm probably going to bore people shitless with this stuff but like when it comes to the ordinals uh in terms of uh, digital artifacts i mean that's really where you want to be because you're inscribing to chain so when we create a digital artifact and we we drop it on uh, bitcoin it's actually taking up space on chain rather than uh, being a pointer in a database that you know shoots off to a file somewhere in web3 um, you know as one example when we when we took over the uh, art of mob project i was literally able to find a sequential file downloader because if you're familiar with how you know metaplex mints they start with zero and they go all the way through the number of of nfts i found one link to one file and knew to start at zero and put it in the sequential file downloader. I literally downloaded the entire collection, 20 gigabytes um, to my desktop computer. And I didn't have to have anyone's permission or you know any special uh, special skills to do that, just a little bit of knowledge of how it works. And so you know, with Bitcoin, it's a little bit different. And so what we wanted to do is, considering that Bitcoin is kind of like the grandfather of them all, if we inscribe, you know, there's only 100 uh, bosses. I think there's 51 or 41 as of right now remaining. And um, we wanted to see if we could get people invite only because in, if you want to, you know, actually have exclusivity, you actually have to exclude people. And one of the easiest ways to exclude people in the Solana world is to just actually charge money for your mint. I feel like giving away uh, stuff in a saturated market doesn't really make any sense because you're not actually going to build anything that someone's willing to hold. But if someone has an investment, then they're more likely to hold and more likely to stick around. And so the whole idea was if someone's willing to spend, you know, a hundred bucks, 130 bucks on an ordinal, whatever, you know, whatever it is based on fees and the cost of Bitcoin, and then we're giving them these benefits and we're rewarding them forever. Then my job as a founder is to make sure that the incentive makes sense for the holder to keep my NFT forever. And that was the goal. And it starts with people who are willing to invest. And um, if you understand investing, like, you know, I, I buy real estate and, um, you know, the whole idea behind investing is whatever you put in, you want to get back and then get paid for that for the rest of your life. And so this project is designed to do that. If you purchase an ordinal and then you, you know, grab some uh, 10 cent Solana mints and you start staking, now using those staked earnings, you can actually earn collectibles forever. And so not only can you use that to sell, trade, get your money back, whatever, you can do that for life. And so the ordinals is kind of a gate. And those 100 ordinals are going to be the 100 rarest pieces. We're going to basically transpose them over into the Solana collection once it goes live as, you know, the, there's only 100 bosses. There will only be 100 bosses in the ultimate 10,000 collection of uh, the Solana pieces. And everything else will have a lower rank and will have, um, you know, less rarity of those of those traits. So basically, the idea was simply, hey, if we're going to call ourselves an exclusive project, we actually have to follow through. And that means that when people come through and, and they're shitty people and they don't match our values, like I had a guy come through, he wanted to buy out the rest of my ordinals, but he was being an asshole to the team and just talking down to people. And rather than take his money, I just told him he was going to be be better off being successful somewhere else. And then I banned him from the server. And at the end of the day, you know, exclusive to me means that you, you're bringing people in who are match, who match your values. And I think a lot of people in the space forget that mark, good marketing does two things. It attracts who you want 
but it repels who you don't want. And so that's sort of the uh, philosophy behind, you know, that value system and that exclusivity. Yeah, once I heard it was invite only, I was like, wow, this is actually going to be a project, not like a like an like an overnight, let's mint everything out. Anybody can mint as many as they want and then they flip them the next day. And if if there's no demand, the floor price crashes and it scares away 75% of the people. And I've been I've been involved in mints like that where you know that the project founders are obsessed with the mint, how fast they mint out means everything, and the engagement peaks as soon as the mint goes live. That's the the height of the whole project is when it starts. And I think the way you're doing it is it, it, you're incentivizing, especially the bosses, to, to keep an eye out like, okay, what artists are involved now? How are we marketing this collection? Mm-hmm. Um, are people actually taking advantage of the, of the token slash reward system that's set up? How can we educate people? And you kind of incentivize your, at least your, your 100 in the beginning as, I would say, co-founders in a way. And um, I think it's a smart way to go about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you know, a lot of the, I, I, if you take what's happening digitally and then you pair it out to the real world, right, this you kind of have to make sure that when you're building anything, whether it's a business or a relationship, you know, or a presence online, that it matches what people expect to happen in reality, because physics doesn't change because we're anonymous online. Right. And so if I own a Starbucks right in a small town and then I decide to open up a Starbucks across the street. All I did was cannibalize the first Starbucks and have half the people move to the other side of the street because it's easier for them to turn into that parking lot. And the other half the people go into the other side of the street because it's easier for them to turn into that parking lot. So that's the NFT market right now. There, It is super saturated and all people are doing is dropping shit on top of shit on top of shit. And they don't know how to sell and the whitelist days are over. And then when they don't mint out, they think it's the end of the world. But for me, for us personally, it's actually better for us not to mint out because it gives us more NFTs to reward our our initial investors with. So I don't give two shits if we mint out or how fast we mint out. In fact, my goal is to have a series of ongoing mints that are putting high quality artwork in the hands of people who actually care about it. And that's the sole goal. So, you know, minting fast is not important at all for me getting the right people who match our values, who really want to build something, who want to be a part of something great and who want to grow into something over a period of decades is really more important to me than anything. So the way that I envision it um, is you could be like a launch pad for artists that want some, want a legitimate project, but maybe don't know how to go about it. They don't have the experience, right? Like Maria, Maria, I don't think Maria has a collection on Solana, but I'm sure she's taking notes. (laughs) And, um, the way I envision it is you, you could onboard an artist. They could use Goodfellas as a launch pad in exchange for the agreement that the Goodfellas token can be used to, or the AU token can be used to mint a certain percent of the collection to the, to the original holders. Is that, is that kind of what it's going to look like? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely one Avenue. It actually opens up a bunch of doors, right? So if you think about all of the rugs across all of the chains, <laughs> I mean, there's no shortage of abandoned artwork out there. So one method is, hey, let's go find these artists who created this stuff and let's find out if they had any agreements. Did they have an agreement? Did they not? Um, did they get paid? Did they not? In a lot of cases, they they don't and they didn't. And those are perfect opportunities for us to build relationships and then onboard those collections, delist them um, and relist them legally. 
um, for for artists, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, I would love to have a conversation with Maria if she's interested in putting a collection out. And we could actually, you know, use our existing base to help promote what she's doing. We can share in the revenue and, you know, build a lot of different things um, from that arena. In fact, we're talking to a pretty popular artist on uh, Solana right now uh, about doing that very thing for a collection that he created, got paid for, and then the founders just disappeared, <laughs> just left him with the artwork, right? And so, I mean, there's all kinds of different ways where we can um, create this sort of artwork first um, philosophy in and around people who really are collectors. Because at the end of the day, when you think of where we are in the in the state of things, we are at the very beginning of something that's going to be huge. I mean, we're a couple years into something that's literally going to last forever. And so if we can onboard quality artwork and people now and keep them in a space where they don't have to worry if the Discord's going to be shut down tomorrow, they don't have to worry if their secondary market for the artwork is going away, then we stand the chance for creating something with legs that can be here, you know, years and years and years after I'm gone. And so absolutely what you mentioned is one avenue of many in terms of onboarding future licensable assets. I actually love so much what you are sharing here. Like really, really love your take because, you know, like sometimes here in the NFT space, it's all about minting out and fast and fast and fast. And I 100% agree with what you were saying. Like I'd rather prefer a slow mint and having actually holders who really, really want what I'm doing and really believe in my work and in my vision and what I'm bringing to the space rather than, you know, mint it out and then just getting DJs flipping for cents, uh, the pieces that I took so many hours to create, right? So I'm, I'm really loving what you're saying. Definitely, I'm already following you from my personal um, Women From Cosmos, which is my project here. Um, I know that there is a lot of people really interesting on what you're saying. And one of them is gangs. Again, I try to give you the mic. I don't know if you can, but... He probably will be soon in your DMs. I want to welcome Billionaire Foxes. He, they are a really nice project in Polygon as well. Guys, welcome here to the stage. With that being said, Ejo, you have any more questions? We should jump into the Matic Mans to join the conversation. But definitely loving, loving a lot what you what you are saying. You know, as myself being an artist and having an art-based project. I would love to see this kind of uh, mentality spread, you know, and be more common, to be honest. That's fantastic. Yeah, let's have a conversation. Cool. And yeah, um, welcome up, everybody. I see Wolfman. I see um, Billionaire Fox Club. Um, yeah, let's, uh, we could definitely open it up. I mean, um, Matic Man is here. So this is going to be an event. <laughs> so, yeah, Matic Man, jump in. Anything you want to talk about now? We're, we're it's cross chain spaces for NFTs, so we could have some fun. And anyone that wants a mic, just request. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Maria. And of course, Maria's been in a lot of spaces with me in the last couple of weeks, and we've been pushing this multi chain narrative. And again, it's not the future; it's the now. Something I'm really passionate about. And but I was going to ask you, Joe, and and I know Wolfman was just in the space that we were hosting Friendship Friday, and Honestly, like some of the vibes were not like what I what I vibe with. It just I think Wolfman knows me well enough now to know that I wasn't really happy. I don't get I don't get angry often. I don't get triggered easily. 
but uh, how do you how do you as you grow in an ecosystem how do you keep the vibes like joe joe again when i came in that cosmos space back in january i was so impressed just with the vibes you know there's so much toxicity irl when you come to web3 i i just don't want i don't have time for that you know so that's why i like to find communities like stargaze uh, you know people like maria people like you wolfman uh, people like they're in this space right now that's who i want to vibe with how do you as you grow as an ecosystem how can you keep that family feel and the positivity i'm not talking about overlooking bad actors not calling out things that are wrong i'm not talking i'm not talking about kumbaya but i'm just talking about as a general rule this this a vibe of support and collaboration how do you keep that joe as you get larger um well there's a lot of people that have been sticking it out this whole time even though the market's terrible i never really was obsessed with prices of tokens i was just intrigued by the whole you know crypto blockchain nft you know potential to change whether it be internet or finance or, or art or whatever um, a lot of people in the space right now i talk to almost on a daily basis right wolfman is probably the biggest nft bull that you'll ever meet um you have gains down there who um you know we got to actually meet at nft nyc not too long ago we're, we're planning a conference together in nashville tank is down there tank is another one who i talk to on a daily basis and um you know you're you get into these little sub communities and you just there's so much to learn i feel like you don't have time like you said to get too wrapped up in in negativity i will call out bad behavior when i see it that's not really i mean it's a lot of times i regret doing it because it causes so much uh, friction in the coming days but things happen fast and if you're worried about one thing for too long it's just uh you're missing opportunity after opportunity and the, the opportunities go by in crypto and some of the opportunities are uh are tremendous and you'll never know right so and i also big shout out to another nft founder down there cosmos coffee house who who made a telegram like a year and a half ago with like five people and now it's grown into like 200 something people we have 30 40 50 different artists and founders in there and it's become like an alpha group for mostly cosmos ecosystem but we do talk a little bit about ordinals we talk a little bit about polygon stuff and just finance and things like that and it's been like whenever you want the truth you could go into that telegram you could ping somebody and within 30 seconds you get your answer like hey what's going on with this token hey who's doing this on chain and boom we just we get the info and that's that's been like kind of a underrated galvanizing force as the conversation happens in that specific telegram and it's um you know there's there's i mean there's a lot of factors hopefully I answer your question yeah that that's great man yeah yeah wolfman <laughs> you were in that space but you know what i'm talking about I oh, was dude. there as well. Yes, yes. I was like, "How? How is he? How has he not reset the room like five hundred times already?" You're a gracious man, though. You're a gracious host, and uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it was good though. <laughs> I, I've never reset a room. I got to work on that. Yeah, we should do it more often. That's true. But we just go with the flow, to be honest. When we're having great conversation, it's like why you should stop, right? But Tony, Marikman, I will answer to you following what uh, it's been said here, uh, here from Goodfellas. Like, it doesn't matter if you're getting, obviously, if you're getting bigger and you get more attention, that means that more Toxic people will come. It is how it is, right? It's just math. 
but you should be like yes being i don't know like being serious in the sense of no that's it this is not what we're talking about and if someone talks with a peer just bang kick it out from the space and continue yes you're maybe gonna have like some you know days of oh why well, you're doing this why well, you're doing that but guys we're keeping here one topic you know and if you're not following you're not here and that's it like this is serious we're we're taking people's time right and same happen with discord if you're running a project like if you know you all know like a lot of people tend to take advantage of things and it's like if i'm not liking your vibe or i'm not liking you i'm just gonna ban you and that's it and it is how it is i'm sorry but i'm not taking shit from anyone um sorry for my language but yeah maria they were invited by my friend like if they were just random people that just jumped in the space wolfman i would cut that off like really quickly but they were invited by a friend they're friends of a friend and so i gave them a lot more rope but had a, after a while i was like man i i can't I, i've had a I've listened to enough and you know, I don't, you know, I don't get angry often with man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know that that's exactly what it was too, is you were, you were building bridges during that time too. You needed to be uh, a little bit more open up than you normally are. And I think that's, that's where there's a lot of room for that too. When you, when you're having new communities meet. And I think the more that they come around too, they'll get your vibe. They'll get what we're about. They'll understand it a little more clear. I think that person too, that was kind of going in that direction a lot was also someone I think is extremely jaded and hasn't experienced the love of the purple wave yet, man. So they just need to come into more of Maddox Man spaces, maybe just listen before they come up a little bit more because they'll see what I've seen, what we've all seen. And like, it's game changing. Like I can tell you right now, my whole game on Twitter and the way I interact with people and communities and onboard people and in my project and everything else has been shaped so much by the incredible people on Polygon hosting space. I see Johnny here and you, Matic Man, were my first two experiences in spaces way back in January. I remember when you guys were coming up and I'd come up and didn't really know what was going on, man, but I was just happy to be there and you guys were letting me come up and hang out. And now all this time later, it's just amazing how much the ecosystem has evolved and just how far everyone has come and how much work everyone puts in to make that ecosystem so incredibly welcoming and positive, but also a place where you can grow and learn but also laugh and have fun together too. Yeah, 100%. I think there is place for everything, right? It's just depending on the topic, on how serious the space is, and that's it. I want to welcome here Johnny. Johnny, how are you doing? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, doing well. Can't complain. Um, yeah, I actually, it's funny, I just texted um, Matic man, I was like, look, bro, uh, I'm actually taking a break. Um, not from work. I'm still working. It's actually why I'm taking a break. Um, I'm gonna be done with like social media for the next 45 days. It's a uh, pretty busy time right now. Um, so just yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like what Matic man was talking about, and, and I talked about it on the space earlier today. I'm somewhat just kind of like drained, uh, just like kind of disappointed with some things. So I'm gonna be on social media much anymore and i'll just uh kind of focus on what i can focus on which is just building dope products for ecosystems um and and yeah kind of spreading out my my talents across the board um and you know focusing on the multi-chain vibes is all i'll say so um yeah it's kind of a sprint but 
I'll be uh, taking some time away from not just Polygon, obviously Polygon a little bit, but um, yeah, social media as a whole. Um, just got some things I got to do. So pretty excited, but also somewhat one of those those hard times uh, as like, it feels weird for sure, but um, yeah, I'm happy. Uh, but yeah, thanks for letting me come up. I just want to chime in on that, man. Like, I think that's so important and it's amazing that you can see and recognize it in yourself and that you're not going off the cliff that some of us go off because we can't walk away. A year and a half ago, uh, a little over that, I had to take a three-month break. I turned my TV around, deleted all my social media. I had to stop with crypto, CT, everything because it was just, if you don't take that time to recharge, like that's when your creativity comes in. You're going to better serve everyone in this community by taking this time. So, man, I'm excited to hear you say that. We'll miss you. But at the same time, like this is part of the fundamental elements of like how unhealthy this can be, how unhealthy screens can be, social media and everything else. And like where it can all go to the point of like we need to recharge our batteries because that's how we can feed ourselves and feed those when we come back. We'll always come back stronger, more energized, more creative and more momentum. I'm excited for what you're going to bring, brother, because when you come back, you're going to be so on fire. Your spaces are going to be explosive, brother. Am I, am I cool to speak? Are, are you still working with – oh, I just wanted to ask Johnny, are you, are you taking a break from Magic Eden as well? Will you come back still working with that? Oh, no, no. Or are you going to do anything? Hell no. I'm not, I'm not taking any breaks from Magic Eden. Uh, I'm actually cool. like – it's uh, – this is like – so Magic Eden's not making me quit. I want to make that – clear magic games like not making me stop social media um but like magic man i was like i'm i'm a perfectionist um and like we can have this conversation like I, i'm a perfectionist um everything i do it has to be perfect and if it's not perfect like i get greatly frustrated um like all the way down to like my spaces show that i host like it's not been perfect over the last two weeks because i've been so busy while i'm on the space focusing on like making a go-to-market plan and account management with different partners on Polygon, et cetera, that the show hasn't even been right. So my vibes haven't been into it. Like everything I do, it has to be perfect. Um, and as of lately, our Polygon marketplace just hasn't been perfect, um, which is fine. Like that, that's life, right? Like things aren't always going to be perfect, but as me, so I guess like the, the way I feel, right, is we're now finally at a point on Polygon where there's a lot of great voices that aren't in a business corporate role. That's how it used to be. Like everybody on Polygon that had a strong voice was corporate business role, um, worked on the under, like on the behind the scenes stuff, but had a strong voice. Um, I feel very confident to be able to take a step back now. Uh, I see like big boy in the crowd, right? Like to me, that's a huge, huge one that like I want to reference. Um, I feel very confident to take a step back knowing that like he's there and there's great content creators on Polygon um, that are doing things. And like, it's just Twitter. But for a lot of people, if you don't tweet, they think that like you've quit and you're gone. And that's not the case. That's why I wanted to say it. Like, I'm not quitting. I'm not leaving. Um, next week is going to be fucking dope. I'll say that. And then just, all I'm saying is like the next 30, 45 days, the reason I am like departing this fucking echo chamber of Twitter where everybody tells you, anyways, I'm not going to go on that rant. But the reason I'm departing that echo chamber is fully for Magic Eden purposes. Um, and also it's just like a mental thing. Um, I need to like just fully clear out and ship some crazy stuff. And 
do some crazy stuff that nobody's expecting and um yeah go back to being great i'm a, I'm a very sore loser we're losing right now uh and i'm an extremely sore loser and over the last two weeks i've like really been feeling that um and just been honestly pretty pissed off so no more losing is all i'll say um it's time to time to crush them for you man I, I i plan to take like two months off off social media and uh that was in like june so instead i decided to plan an nft conference and keep doing spaces <laughs> so i'll eventually take my break like you but yeah it's going to be nice once you get past like the first 36 hours you just don't probably don't miss it at all because i i've i when i deleted facebook off my phone originally like a couple of years ago i took like a day and i was like oh screw that app i don't i don't know why i even had that in the first place twitter probably even more it's probably even more of a of a, of a relief Dude, I'm so glad to be rid of Facebook and be free of it for so long now. Like, I'm just when I see people, I'm just like, how how are you on that platform? I just I can't. I can't. Imagine Facebook becomes like the platform though to get the word out on NFTs. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that out of the realm of possibility for the next I couple. I think I'll of years. retire. It's, but, but the thing is, it's it's an actual visual platform, right? Like, Instagram sucks because you can't really put links to exit Instagram, but Facebook, I mean. It's it's it has potential to be a platform for getting the word out and building. I, I mean, listen, a Facebook group is probably a lot better than a Discord for you know seventy five percent of projects out there. They just probably never tap into that. But I also know a lot of young people. They 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 don't they're not on Facebook because their parents and like my grandmother uses Facebook. She's like eighty thousand years old, right? So she she's on Facebook. I'm not gonna go on Facebook and let her find pictures of me like out my friends and stuff. So I understand why young people don't want to, don't want to use it, but it's, it's, it still has the potential. I think you never know someone that leverages the right way might get a lot out of it. Go ahead, Tony. Hey, Johnny, man, you know how much I love you, bro. I don't know if a better friend I have in web three and I've just even personally, you feel like you become a slave to an algorithm. Like, Sometimes it, it can sap the joy out of life, just feeling like you've got you've to keep up. Like you've you got to put out a GM every morning, and then you need to respond to every person who responds to your GM. And before you know it, you're like I was on the subway here in Beijing the other day, and I was just looking around. No one's talking. No one's, there's no personal interaction. We're, I mean, I'm crammed like a sardine into a subway, and everyone's looking at their phone. Man, it's, you know, something's got to change. And like, this isn't, uh, this isn't the way life, social media can drain you, bro. I, and I'm feeling that, Johnny. I'm like, I'm feeling like, where's the joy in life if you're, if you're chained to an algorithm? If you feel like you don't respond in a certain amount of time, then you lose your spot in the algorithm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm about dumb with that, bro. I don't want to be in that rat race. I don't want to be in, on the algorithm treadmill. Dude, for me, it's it's less about that and more so every time I open up my phone, there's five good messages and 25 terrible messages. Uh, and it's like, I, I, I've said it like very open. Like I enjoy being the villain. Um, I take the villain role. So Nil has the good guy role and Nil saves face as the good guy. That's completely fine. Like I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um, but I work my ass off for this ecosystem too much to open my phone all the time and see shit at me um so i'm just not going to do it anymore like that's that's like 80 percent of what this really comes down to like transparently like um i open my phone 
and there's more negative towards me than there is positive, I just, I don't need to do it anymore. So I'm going to work, I'm going to cook, um, but I'm just not going to be on social media anymore. Yeah, I think it's really important also to remind people that it is not easy to be working in the NFT space and Web3 because, for example, just myself, right, I just moved back to Portugal, I think, like four days ago, and I still didn't actually realize that I'm in a different country because I've been working nonstop, that I haven't even go out and look through the window, you know. So that is an example of how much we put behind the scenes and i definitely believe that people or community need to really understand that behind the founder behind people running accounts there is a human being as well and then related with what you said Johnny, about having 100 different you know like bad comments haters are gonna hate for sure I know that it's, it can be really frustrated, but just focus on the good ones and continue trusting your vision and what you're doing because you're doing amazing. And that's why, you know, at the beginning, I say, welcome, Johnny. I'm sure everyone here in the audience know you. So we got some villains down in the audience. I see Tank down there. He's He might be number one. Oh, no, Eric. Eric, Eric Weissenden is definitely number one villain in Cosmos for uh, asking why protocols don't talk about how much money they make. And by the way, I did give out some uh, some whitelists. I got um, Booze Tiger, Corey, and Fildo. I got you guys down for a whitelist. It doesn't have to be taken care of today. This is for the free mint happening on Stargaze uh, in a couple of weeks. I don't know exactly when. I don't think the date has been, has been um, announced, but I just shared the project tweet. It's called Chop Chop, Chop Chop NFT. Free mint, good vibes. It'll lead into another mint that is not free a couple months later, but they're looking to just, you know, have some fun on social media and maybe make something that's um that's memeable. And I, I saw some of the previews of the art. I know Gaines down there saw it as well. It's definitely a cool collection, really cool. I could see like, you know, logging into Twitter and seeing a bunch of these as you know, people use them as their PFPs. So if anyone, especially if you're from Polygon or from um Solana or any other blockchain you've never minted in uh, Cosmos, just uh, let me know in the comments. I'll get you hooked up with a free mint whitelist so that you're, at least you're guaranteed to mint it. And uh, maybe you'll have some fun trading NFTs in Cosmos. And uh, I'll get you set up with the wallet as well. Hey, Joe, just real quick. Uh, sorry to interrupt, man. Um, I have to run. No I, have, I have a client coming in, but I wanted to say thank you to both you and Maria for having me on. I had a great time and um, it was cool to hear so many different perspectives coming from the web, especially around the social media aspect. I think we've all been there, but uh, I got to run and uh, many thanks to all of you guys, sending you guys much love for a fantastic weekend. Appreciate it, man. Nice to have you. We'll have you again and maybe we'll do like a, uh, like a, maybe you and if any other Solana people want to give us the uh, lay of the land over there, we haven't had, We've only had one other Solana project on on Happy Hour, so we'd love to have a, a more Solana focused one when uh, we could hook up with the time. Let's do it, brother. You you got my contact for anytime you need me. Reach yep. out. Yep, yep, cool. And uh, yeah, that was Goodfellas NFT. It's a recovered rug pull from Solana where they're building um, building something sustainable with the art. Well, with similar art to the original collection, and uh, I posted some of it up in the nest if you want to take a look. The ordinal that's up there, that's the new, quote, boss 
collection and then the one before that was the old art which i thought was awesome so i'm glad we're going to be minting a new collection um you know with a similar style so so yeah i don't know wolfman did you check that out up in the nest how do you like those um those mob boss nfts yeah, man, I think that's really cool. And I, I love it even more because the community saves it, just like MetaRats here in Cosmos. You know, that was like the big first big mint that we all, like, I didn't even know. I, I missed the actual mint because I couldn't figure out how to work Secret Network back then. <laughs> but it was like, that was like the first yep. big one that everyone got into. And then it rugged so hard. And it was like, that was, that was the thing. first time I like was in Cosmos and I was still yeah. learning how to use the wallet. <laughs> and it happened to be like the day of that mint. And I ended up minting two. So that was like five hundred dollars. I'll never get back. And then, um, yeah, that was a rough rug because that was yeah, that was like exciting to see uh, those projects <laughs> be able to migrate onto Stargaze though, and to be reborn. Yes, I know, thought that was, and, cool. and that they were able to take it back. And they have a treasury, so at least that kept some people close to the project because there was, you know, at one point a decent sized treasury, like forty thousand dollars. Now it's probably like twenty thousand, but you know, you have a treasury, you can't just abandon the project, but. I feel like I feel like a lot of the founders and, and content creators and influencers got an assist on that rug and they, they they would like us to forget about it soon. Yeah, I think that was a good lesson in keep your treasury in stable coins. <laughs> you know, That's only in, only play only play uh when it's a guaranteed that you're in the bull, everything's up only, maybe put it in something, but other than that stable coin, your treasury. Homestead, what are you talking about? Homestead uh, revealing that you're boomer status because I'm talking about Facebook. What's wrong with you, man? You have you probably have well, Facebook. Well, actually, home. actually, let's talk about how we dragged the space twice before because you jump into this thing account on me. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about you, Joe. But you know, I'm not so but, good with electronics. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Tony, go ahead. Yeah, just want to circle back to you know the discussion we were having earlier. You know, Johnny brought up some great points. And, you know, I, Joe, I think this is a multi-chain narrative that we need to talk more about. Wolfman's touched on it also. This thing, we're wearing people out. I really felt bad we had that multi-chain space with Comet on, on Wednesday. And I had invited Sandeep about four days earlier. And and then like a couple hours before the space started, I sent him a reminder. And I was hoping in the space went like two and a half hours. And so like two hours in, I, I I reached out again, and man, I it was like one thirty a.m. and I could tell like he I feel like he felt obligated he needed to come into space, but man, I, he didn't need to be in a space at one thirty a.m. He's got a family, man. The guys, and I think sometimes the expectations on founders, people like Johnny who are so visible, you know, who've who've attained like. A, a place in an ecosystem where everyone wants a piece of you. And I think the, the expectations sometimes are unrealistic and we're, we're wearing people out, whether it's a founder like Sandy, whether it's someone in Johnny's position on Polygon, I think we've put them in a position that's unsustainable for them. And, you know, the expectations are just unrealistic and it doesn't matter how much you do for people. The one time you can't do, you can't respond immediately. You can't, you know, give them what they're hoping for. Then you're a bad guy. That narrative really it sucks. It's really I'll just be honest. Like I, I can't keep up. I I can't keep up with Joe with my Telegram messages. Twitter, man, I, I'd have to hire someone. I can't. 
And then when you don't respond, like right away, you feel like you're letting people down. Man, people, you can only do what you can do. You're one person. And you also, like from time to time, need to live your life too. And so I think, I, I just, Sandeep mentioned that. If you go back and listen to the end when Sandeep came in, he really, I mean, he, he sounded worn out completely. And he just said, like founders, you know, they basically that's what he was saying. They have a life. They can't, they can't be at your beck and call. And whether it's a project founder, an ecosystem founder, a founder for someone like Magic or a leader for somebody like a huge ecosystem like Magic Eden, they got to live too. So just that's my two cents. Yeah, you're right. And as soon as Johnny was saying like, oh, social media is getting to be too much. My my, my knee jerk reaction was, oh, I thought he was going to go to NFT Nashville. <laughs> Not I'm still going to events. I'm, I'm probably still oh, going to okay, events. Good. Oh, man, yeah, I'm so No, no, you're good. I'm actually probably still going to events because, like, here's the thing. At an event, like, like, this is what's funny. I've met many people in person that have talked so much shit to me in DMs, and in person, they treat me like an absolute king. Well, that's, that's uh, not, the space. Not that's that that's who you are, Joe. I'm not saying that's who you are at all. But it's like, and Matic Man knows this. I'm, uh, what's the what's the right way to put it with my business hat on? I still represent a company. Um, <clears throat> I'm very straight to the point, right? If you have an issue with me, we, we can deal with it um, verbally or however you want to. In person, nobody ever wants to actually have any issues and just be lovey-dovey, which is fine. Um, but that's why I don't mind going to events. I just am very tired of opening my phone uh, after not going to sleep until 2 a.m., 3 a.m., uh, and then getting shit on. I'm just not going to do it. I don't have to. I don't get paid to do that. You know what I mean? So, well, in the bear market, no, but, hopefully, I run into you. So, sorry, I just talked over someone. I don't know who it was. I was going to say, uh, hopefully, I bump into you at one of these events, even if it's not mine, because um, I think we had fun at NFT NYC. Everyone who, who's here now that that was a blast, brother. I have so much love for Cosmos because of that. You showed me a great time. I appreciate that. Honestly, it was, uh, it was honestly, I, that, that speaker panel, that, that speaker panel you were on was, was, was awesome. It was just like a great combination of personalities. Everyone got along. People were actually listening to each other, even though it wasn't their project. And, you know, you know, you have you, Shane, a couple other, um, founders secret network. And it was just cool to have the, uh, the different positions. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully, um, there's more of that, especially these in-person events, rather than like somebody with a microphone flipping through PowerPoint slides talking about God knows what for 20 minutes. Yes, please. I mean, NFT and WC was a blast, and we have to repeat it because most probably I'm coming back, guys, so you have to be there again. Well, if any of you guys are going um, to uh, Breakpoint, I know it's Solana, but if you guys are going to Breakpoint, let me know and I'll get you guys on our uh, Magic Eden yacht party. So if anybody's going to be there for that, just um, slide over and I'll, I'll get you guys up in there. Wait, show Breakpoint. I don't know what it is because I'm a boomer, like Homestead said. <laughs> uh, so Breakpoint's like uh, an event for like Solana. Solana Foundation's been putting on for a while. It's in Amsterdam. Um, so yeah, it's a little Amsterdam action too uh pretty cool event man um they've been they've been running it back for a while uh i don't know precisely how long it's actually been um but it's been a good little bit but it'll be uh october 31st 
Um, we'll be doing that. It's 18 plus only. Um, yeah, October 31st, chilling on a yacht in Amsterdam. A lot of a lot of good things to happen there. All right. Well, I'm, I I can't leave the country, so <laughs> I'm, I'm at least not for another year. Yo, you can't expect us to go there all the time. I know. You know that's right. I, I need I need my uh, I need my my little one to be at least two years old. I feel like before I leave the country, but we'll we'll see. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to some events though in the next twelve months for sure. Maybe I'll do what Johnny does and like scale back the social media and only use it as needed and then spend more time like meeting people face to face. It's definitely uh it's definitely a lot better. I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna get to meet Wolfman. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to meet Tank. Um Kit is going, I think. Eric is going. I'm go I'm going right down the uh right down the um guests here. And if people probably don't know what we're talking about, but um a few of us are setting up an in-person NFT conference. It's yes, it's Cosmos heavy because we got a lot of sponsors within Cosmos, but happy to um have anyone from any ecosystem join the conference. It's um, November something, November 2nd or 4th. It's November 4th. Oh my God. No, November 4th. I'm leaving on the 2nd. That's why I'm thinking, oh, Jesus. Uh, November 4th in Nashville. It's nftnashville.io. You can get some info. Even if you don't want to go, just to check out the website and see what we're, we're doing. We're going to stream it. We're going to have some, you know, shorter versions of the content in the weeks and months that follow tank is laughing at me down there tank is is planning this he's the boots on the ground he's from that area and then little gains from cosmo spaces is the other one helping to coordinate so yeah nft nashville.io check it out and uh it's gonna be fun we're gonna get some side events set up in the next week or two and um we'll, we'll make we'll make an event out of it yes being it here in the top of the space and also wanted to say that how nice it is to go and check the audience and we see a lot of different people from cosmos polygon do this feels right this feels amazing eh? this is multi-chain happening here and now yep and for people that just came in, in the last five minutes there will be a free mint on stargaze i can get you a uh, whitelist which will guarantee you a mint just uh you know comment down below and we'll, i'll i'll dm you and uh get you set up with with the right wallet if you're not a cosmos person and um give you the info that you need to know so okay guys shall we pass the mic before we closing someone wants to add something else we've been going here more than an hour yo i really don't know uh billionaire foxes let's go Hey, 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 Maria. <laughs> uh, hi to every one of you, Mr. Joe, I see you, the Magic Man journey. Oh, my God. I, I definitely believe it's a big nail behind the the Magic Eden and a lot of beautiful people. Crypto Manimo, I see all of you down there and you all are mentors and, and, and real, real uh, leaders in the space. And one thing I just wanted to say is that i think some days back i i i dm'd the magic man and i was asking him how are you feeling like your health and the pressure of web 3 and you know everybody in everybody is tends to once they see you're putting out this content you're a leader everybody now wants to clamor on you and bring in their problems they people tend to forget like you have a, a real life 
you have you know everybody is me 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 the we sometimes we fail to to just ask these people how are you and you know it it means it means uh it shows little of, of us you know that, that we fail to understand that um i am I'm, I'm, I'm a dad with one kid like there are a lot of people like yes they don't have kids but they have their their responsibilities are way greater than mine right and it doesn't mean that okay because because I'm, I'm i'm pushing out a project i should just hey this is this or maybe because someone because because um i need something from you know it's not just about self a lot of people tend to think it's it's itself out here but no and by the time you 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 are you a lot of people in here are leaders you are all leaders and you need to take care of yourself and i'm saying that do not just journey, do not just the magic man, to do not just Maria or or or, or big Neil. You understand? Uh, you people need to take care of yourself, your 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 health. There are a lot of times you just feel just one person who you don't reply his or her DM might just might just go on a rant and just say you you you're just a, 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 you're you're not really caring as as people think and things like that. And sometimes. A lot, you people are, are are really amazing human beings. That's because I've heard one of one connections with y'all, and I and I know I am. You are you are you are amazing people. Not just to me, but to a lot of people. And a lot of times that that might tend to be like, oh, you you feel a little bit like, uh, I should have done this or I shouldn't have done this. And you know, what I'm trying to say is, please please the space the space needs you so it's not just now we we need you 10 years from now 20 years from now as leaders always because you being leaders today doesn't mean two years somebody's gonna take it even when you're when you're giving that spot that leadership spot to someone it means you are you are stepping back to relax and keep dictating like 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 you are like the leaders you are so we need you and when when you don't when you don't take care of yourself now i think uh at the end of the day we're gonna lose you right and what is polygon what is web3 without you beautiful people without you great minds to to guide us that's just what I wanted to say. Thank you. And thank you so much for the great reminder. Like really, really great. Yeah, we, we need to keep it in mind. It's, it's what I was saying at the beginning. And it's true, like as a founder and also you guys, Tony and Juni, I mean, <laughs> you are running like big accounts as well. Like sometimes we feel so much pressure to be 24-7 here and um, being, you know, available for everyone. But it's true that we need to remind ourselves that we're just human beings. We cannot be, you know, uh, doing everything all the time. It's just not possible. Before we close the space, I really want Wolfman to talk about a bit uh, ONFT because it's something that is getting actually, you know, uh, making bridges, right? Wolfman created bridges in where different people from different ecosystems can actually come together and maybe discover, you know, other projects from other ecosystems that they are interested. So please, Wolfman, go ahead. Oh, thanks, Maria. You know, one of the just the biggest things was we just saw how fragmented the space was. You know, you got to go to five different websites to uh, get plugged into a project, to get a whitelist, to do a quest, to do this, that. And it just it's really overwhelming. 
you know, if you're established in the space, let alone a new user. So we really wanted to build a platform where projects could not only have a hub for everything um, like that, but be able to share that same hub with a ton of other projects, but still have their own um, center hub for their for their projects too. And so what we built was, you know, we're going to have, you know, a quest system. Right now we have staking and raffles as our flag, flagship product. You know, and that was a big, a big part of that too, was that, you know, it's a fundamental thing of, you know, first off, just being in Web3, like we expect to be able to stake and earn something for it. Uh, just because of most blockchains and POS do that, right? And so we're already accustomed to those kind of things, but then being able to have something to do with those tokens as well, we really wanted to provide that and do something too where it was off-chain where, you know, you don't have to worry about liquidity pools, especially in a bear market. I can't imagine, um, even though I'm doing that on the 10th of October myself for our project, um, just as a, you know, especially like Maria, if you were to launch a, you know, a token right now, I don't think it would be, you know, maybe in the bull market, but it, it can be a lot overwhelming. You got the SEC if you're based in the U.S. or even outside of the U.S. You have to worry about. Um, so to be able to give that to not just big projects, but um, to artists, creators, even uh, sub communities where they can have these same kind of tools. That was a big thing. And so right now we have Omniflix, Stargaze and Polygon Live. Uh, we're actually working right now on adding Ethereum, Solana, and eventually we want to have Bitcoin Ordinals and Tezos and a few other chains uh, like Base as well. Um, to allow these communities to come together and again, that multi-chain narrative, be able to intermix, find each other. I think it's been really cool since we've launched. Um, we've had a ton of users from Polygon discover a lot of amazing projects on Stargaze and vice versa. We've seen a lot of uh, users that are from Stargaze find really cool Polygon projects. We have a free mint feature. So we've had, I think, close to 50 to 100 free mints at least within the first week of launching. Um, so that's gone really well. Um, and it's really exciting to see the, the, a, a platform where it actually enables that cross-collaboration where you can do something with it. Um, you know, we're just going to have a lot of really great tools as we continue to build this out where it becomes a collab hub uh, for projects to really have their kind of base um, and that you can do pretty much everything you want to do in Web3 from ONFT. 100%. You know the they love your platform and that have allowed different projects to have as well as staking and have a marketplace in where they can redeem their token. As Women from Cosmos, we have different raffles going on. I've been enjoying the marketplace myself as well, joining all the raffles like a little kid, refreshing the page all the time and trying to win amazing NFTs. And it's true, like I've said this before, like I already have people from Polygon buying my my oldest collection in Stargaze. I have people from my community buying Crypto Crew buying Gen K, buying di different Polygon NFTs for the first time. And it's amazing to see that it's happening already. I know Joe cannot speak now, so I'm going to give the mic to Tony or Johnny if you want to add something else before we close. Go ahead, Johnny. So I'm in the shower right now. I love you guys. You guys are great. Appreciate you all. Oh, he took us in the shower with him, guys. Love you, Johnny. This is getting personal, eh? Hey, Johnny is the only guy in Web3 that probably at least one out of 10 spaces that he's in, he's in the shower. So you never know. I love John. <laughs> love you, bro. Okay. I love you, Tony. I, I love you all. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. We love you, too. We love you, Johnny. Amazing. What a noji, right? Even in the shower. 
that is commitment, guys. So yeah, thank you so much for joining us in this NFT happy hour. We see you next week. We always running on the NFT happy hour account, but we had some issues with Twitter. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So we always do this show every Friday, 6 p.m. EST. We always try to bring different people from different ecosystems so you can learn of what is going on, you know, in different places as we need to be informed and educated, right? So hope you all have a great rest of your day over there. Thank you for being here in this NFT Happy Hour show and we see you next week. Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sitting Wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over impossible loss It's all moss and I'm liking the odds Fond doing the morning forming mycological bonds Click the cap yo the road is highly involved Flip a coin diary fall Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight and all these Maybellines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Ten spaces.